And welcome back to the Back in Style podcast, the Twisted Mug Media Network's uh, Twin Peaks podcast. I'm Logan. And I'm Matthew. And we're back this week after what I hope is our longest hiatus ever. I hope we don't ever have one longer than that. It was, it was a long one. <laughs> it was a long one. Um, we had to, you know, finish up school. We, we were both seniors this year, so now we've both graduated. Um, and then we both went on pretty long vacations and just... Hasn't really worked out uh, a lot this summer, but we're back in it, and I'm hoping it'll be a more regular thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, things have slowed down a bit, so we should have some more episodes cranked out here, and I have been itching for some more Twin Peaks, because yes. it's been a while since I've seen an episode. So, I've, I've held out, I still haven't watched anymore, but um, yeah, we are back with episode 7, uh, That's right. Realization Time, I Realization believe is the title. Time, yeah. The titles that were added later on, That's right? right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so... If you haven't listened to our podcast before, um, I have seen the show before, um, watched the first two seasons, I think twice through, um, and Matt. And I have, uh, this is my first time watching the show, Logan got me into it, so uh, we have both both of the perspectives here, The if you're new to the show, uh, you can kind of relate to me, but if you're an experienced veteran and you know all the trivia and fun facts, then you'll have a fun time with Logan just like watching me make up these like ridiculous theories about what <laughs> I think will happen, and exactly, Logan just smiling yeah. and laughing at me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we're spoiler free, we're not going to say anything about um, future episodes, mm-hmm. so... Um, Yeah, I think with that I can uh, get in the plot summary. Uh, So, plot summary for this episode. Uh, Cooper tells Audrey that she needs to get dressed. Lucy gets a call from her doctor. Truman and Doc Hayward look at a picture of Waldo on Laura's shoulder. Cooper leaves a voice-activated recorder near Waldo's cage. Leo spies Bobby visiting Shelley. She tells Bobby that she shot Leo. Maddie, James, and Donna listen to Laura's tape. Audrey hides in Emery Battis' closet as he talks to Jenny about opportunities at, quote, the club. Audrey finds Ronette's name in Battis' notebook. Truman and Cooper warn Hank not to miss an appointment with his parole officer. Ed finds a depressed Nadine, a patent attorney, rejected her silent drape runner idea. Josie tells Truman that she was at the Timber Falls Motel taking pictures of Ben and Catherine. She's worried that they're planning to burn the mill. Cooper, Truman, and Ed prepare for their trip to One-Eyed Jack's. Catherine's insurance agent, Mr. Neff, needs a new signature uh, on her life insurance policy. Policy. She finds that her ledger is missing. Uh, Audrey slips a note under Cooper's door. Waldo begins talking. Leo shoots the bird and speeds away. When Cooper plays the tape, it says, Laura, don't go there. Hurting me. Hurting me. Stop it. Stop it. Leo, no. Cooper and Ed, masquerading as Barney and Fred, meet Blackie at uh, One-Eyed Jack's and Maddie sneaks out of the house, Leland sees her. Uh, ben tells Josie to get Catherine to the mill tonight. Uh, Black hi- Blackie hires Audrey under the name of Hester Prynne after Audrey ties a cherry stem with her tongue. Jacoby gets a call from Maddie, who's masquerading as Laura. Maddie tells him to meet her at the corner of Sparkwood and 21. Bobby spies Maddie. Someone is spying on Bobby. Uh, James and Donna sneak into Jacoby's office, and Bobby hides drugs in James's motorcycle. So that is episode six or episode seven of uh, Twin Peaks, as we've talked about before. The the episode numbers are all a little off, but um, yeah. So this is this is 
I think mostly a setup for the next episode. It feels like that. And the next episode being the season one finale, right. obviously, we can expect a lot of big things to happen in the next episode. So yeah, I, I did definitely feel that. But I, I still very much so enjoyed this episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a very enjoyable episode. Uh, it opens with uh, a shot of the moon um, before we go to you know Cooper's room at the Great Northern mm-hmm. uh, where Audrey is. And something to point out, the previous episode, episode six, I believe also opened with a shot of the moon, but it was a full moon in that episode, mm. but then in this one, in the opening, the moon is slightly obscured, so... You know, what I thought of when I saw this moon is, do you remember in the, I, th- I think it was in the pilot, um, Donna is sneaking out, and uh, she tells her sister, like, you know, don't, uh, like, don't don't tell dad where I went, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and her sister's writing poetry, and she uses the phrase, like, the full blossom of the evening, or something like that. Oh, and that's yeah. That's kind of what I thought of with this, and it was all about Donna sort of trying to be, like, more grown up, more mature, and I think that's sort of what's happening with Audrey here, too. I see what you're saying, yeah. And the beginning of this episode with, um, because the last episode kind of ends on a cliffhanger, right? Um, Agent Cooper walks into the room Mm -hmm. and sees Audrey sitting there, and it just ends on a shot of him. And I don't, I don't think he could have handled this situation any better. Like he just, it, it just, it goes so well. He's like, a great guy. Like yes. <laughs> the way he just handles it, and he just like they talk about it, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna get some food," and then like you can tell me what's going on. Like, yeah. oh my goodness, like <laughs> exactly. It was just like, oh my god, morally so so good. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Cooper. Yeah, he's very, uh, very morally strong guy. Um, the. Th- the the thing that we talked about in the last episode, and this is so far back, but I was I was just listening to um, to the last bit of our our last episode, um, but Audrey in the room when she's in the bed, she she looks almost like scared, like she's kind of hiding from something. And we're thinking like, is she like trying to escape from something, and so she's hiding there, or you know, uh, what what happened with that? Um, I think. That she's trying to be, you know, like we said, like she's trying to be more grown up than she is. And I think she gets in the bed and she's feeling, you know, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, seduce Agent Cooper or whatever. And and she realizes, like, I can't do this. Like, I'm too scared. And I think that's an interesting, you know, character development for, for Audrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throughout the show we see her trying to, you know, she plays this, like, very grown up and seductive character. Mm-hmm. But then... And especially later in this episode. she mm-hmm. yeah. But there are times when that facade is, like, broken down, mm-hmm. and you just see her actually, you know, scared or sad or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, from there we go to the uh, police station, where we have we have a lot of interesting developments. Um, probably the least interesting of which is that uh, Lucy gets a call from her doctor. So is she pregnant? Uh, that's what I'm assuming is implied. Yeah, because yeah. Coop, Cooper says, uh, you know, you were out sick yesterday, yeah, no, she's yeah. Yes, that's what I thought. Yeah, and you know she's still acting so awkward towards Andy. Yeah, very standoffish. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's going to be an interesting situation to to watch that unfold. Mm-hmm. But um, you know the they get they get some news from the forensics. Um, and in that cabin they find out that uh, Leo and Jacques were there with Ronette and Laura. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that um because when they were talking to the log lady in the previous episode she said two men and two girls mm-hmm. so you know that kind of confirms all right so we got uh, they believe it to be Leo and Jock and then Ronette and Laura right and a lot of duality to like kind of predators to victims and mm-hmm. yeah um and they oh you know and Cooper comes into this room he's he's playing the whistle do you remember the whistle oh that's 
Is that in, in the like, previous episode? It, he made it in like the, the first or second episode. Um, <laughs> he was like whittling and, and there was like a witty exchange between him and Truman. He's like, this is what you do in a town where uh, a yellow light means slow down instead of speed up. Oh, I so, love that line. Yeah. yeah that's right. That's really, but yeah, so they're, uh, they're keeping those threads running throughout the season. I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but... You know the the business with this bird and mm-hmm. the bird um, they got from the cabin, and it's the what is the, a minor the, minor bird, yeah, and it can mimic the sounds. So. That's such an interesting plot device to have. Yes, a bird who's a witness. <laughs> yes, yeah. So then, so they're playing now using this in order to you know find out what happened in the cabin, and when it does mm-hmm. do that, it's very eerie, very Ew, yeah. very scary. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know the cops they're going to have to go up to One Eye Jacks, which is over the border, but that's outside of their jurisdiction, so. Of course, what do they do? They call them the Bookhouse Boys. The Bookhouse Boys with some very interesting disguises, which we'll see later on. <laughs> yes, very, very fun disguises. Um, so, uh, there's a quick little scene with um, uh, Maddie and Donna and James, um, where they sort of come up with this idea to uh, lure Jacoby out of his out of his house. Yes, because, because Maddie, she finds the tape in this episode, right? right? They find yep. the tape. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and they're planning on bringing, because they suspect him, you know, maybe he's played a role in this murder, and, yeah, in the beginning of the show, I thought Jacoby was just another weird character, but he's right. turning out to maybe play a pretty key role. Weird guy. Weird, weird guy. guy. And I think, so they find a little, uh, the case of, I think, what, like, a, a tape is supposed to be in there, and they say it's empty, and that's from the night that Laura died. I, yes. I think we're supposed to believe that that's the tape that Jacoby was listening to. When he was crying. Right, when he was crying or laughing, laughing in that or weird scene. Yes. Yeah. In one of the second episode or whatever mm-hmm. that was. Right, yeah, where you couldn't really tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and could we hear the audio when he was listening to that? I don't think we could. I can remember. No, I think they... I think they made the recording, and I, I remember reading something about this. I, I'm pretty sure they made the recording and like gave it to the actor to listen to, but it, that wasn't yeah. given to us. I think you're right. It was a very interesting way to do that. Um... But yeah, so they have this idea, you know, since they have the whole identical cousins deal going on, right. it's going to be pretty easy to pull off. Uh-huh. Um, and once again, James is still like kind of, uh, whenever he looks at Madeline, he can, you can tell he's like, he's, he just sees Laura and, oh, James, James, James is, is being James. Yep. And <laughs> as I said, James falls in love with every female character in the yes, show at everyone. some point. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, James and Donna. Yeah, what a love story. An, an interesting triangle, if you can call it that. Um, so, you know, from here we go to um, Horn's department store. Yes. And uh, Jenny, I think is her name. Yeah, I think I think it's Jenny. Um, she goes and she's being recruited by Emery Battis to work at One-Eyed Jacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we learn a little bit more about this whole system with, the, you know, the girls at the perfume counter then get to work at One-Eyed Jacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and Audrey is like overhearing all this, um, and she's you know being as manipulative as ever. That's right. Okay, she's pretty yeah. smart in this scene uh, for getting what she wants. But is, uh, is this the one where she hides in the closet? She hides in the closet. Right? Yeah, I love the eerily placed mannequin head. If you notice <laughs> that, like right next to her, it's just kind of sideways with no arms on it. Like it's just kind of terrifying in mm-hmm. the closet. Um, but yeah, she's she's sneaky. <laughs> yeah, definitely. She goes through the whole thing with. Uh, you know, she, she has the unicorn, so she proves to the other girl that she's, mm-hmm. you know, in there, and she fakes the whole thing, and she asks for the phone number. Um, so she's, I think, we think maybe she's going to try to infiltrate the uh, 
the the One Eye Jacks establishment, which yes. at the same time the Bookhouse Boys are planning on doing. Mm-hmm. That. There's a lot of plot lines, and they're all you can kind of feel that some of them are going to converge in this the season finale mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, you know, this is not really that important a scene. Um, you know, Truman and Cooper go uh, to the Double R, and they you know they talk to Hank. Um, I talked to Hank about meeting his parole officer, and you can't miss that meeting. You go back to jail. Yep. Um, Hank is being weird because he's he's playing all friendly with Shelley, uh-huh. and then he, he he gets the name of uh, Ed. Ed. Yeah, and you can tell that. I forget what he face. says. So it's like uh, he's, he he calls him Pete first, yeah, right, and then she goes, "Ed, you mean Big Ed?" And he's like, "Oh, Ed." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Hank is Hank's a scary looking guy. You know, by the way, with the name Big Ed. There's a line. Yeah. Did you big notice? head? Big head, right. He Ed says, says, I have a big head. They hand Ed a wig, and he's like, I don't know, I have kind of a big head. <laughs> I noticed that. That was, that was really funny. Yeah, um, but we also get a great line in this scene. Yeah, he says, the, he says, every day, a once a day, yeah, give yourself a little present. Which is uh, so nice. I just yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So yeah. they sit down and have a cup of coffee, you know, before doing this whole uh, infiltration uh, of one-eyed jacks, which is kind of fun. Um and speaking of Big Ed, uh, we see him and Nadine, and uh, so he's now comforting her because the patent lawyer said that her silent drape runners wouldn't work. Yeah, because very sad. in the past episode, him and um, Norma kind of like mm-hmm. talked and realized we should go our separate rate, separate ways for a bit, but it both kind of seemed like they were just doing that out of pity for their partner because right. she was like yeah you know Hank seems hopeful and oh Nadine's sad so exactly like, yeah oh, they, man, so they just... both have a lot of problems in their marriages that they have to attend to and yes. so that's that's kind of sad but um, mm-hmm. you know um, that's kind of their that's kind of their whole plot mm-hmm. and um, I still think um, this silent drape runner thing is going to connect somehow with the curtains that they're always talking about uh, <laughs> the red yeah. curtains red curtains like in the cabin I can just see something happening with yeah this. Right. yeah um the other thing in this scene is that Nadine is watching Invitation to Love, mm-hmm. uh, and the character Chet, who's kind of like the meek, nerdy guy, shoots Montana. Yes. Um, and I think that's kind of mirroring how Shelley shot Leo. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, or if you look at it, because in the last episode, they have uh, the meek guy you were talking about gets beat up by the guy in the leather jacket, mm-hmm. and then in the episode, Hank beats up Leo. Yeah, and right. They kind of look the same, too. So then if you look at it in that sense, then I guess Leo shoots... Um, does it whoever he shoots in the invitation to love episode, but but yeah, yeah it, it connects to Shelley and Leo as well. Yeah, and there's another interesting thing uh, later that we can talk about that might this, this might be referencing. But um, so in this next scene, we're at uh, Pete's house and the the Martell residence, and honestly. I think I think the actress who plays Josie is one of the worst parts of the show. I was thinking about this because I... here's the thing: in this scene, she's telling she's telling Truman about like some stuff, and I can't tell if she's a bad liar or a bad actress. I know, I know what you're saying. I was thinking the same exact thing. Yeah. I, I didn't mind her in any of the previous episodes, yeah. but this scene, I was like, Ugh, because because we saw in the previous episode that her and um, Mr. Horn. Mm-hmm. Or in cahoots mm-hmm. with about they want to burn the mill, so I think they they want to get. There's Ka- more of that later too. Yeah, they so. want to get Catherine inside the mill. They're trying to get life insurance. I don't know something like that. But Mr. Horn is you know he's working a lot of deals here. But yeah, it's weird because you like I, I don't know because she's like telling him about when she was at the motel and taking photos and I, I don't know how to interpret it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very odd. But uh, you know she 
she knows about the fire and she tells Truman about the fire. Um, so now he kind of knows about that. But if she's working with Ben, then isn't that going to mess things up if, if Truman knows? So this whole mill plot is kind of a big mess and it, it keeps kind of drawing in more characters mm-hmm. um, as we'll continue to see in the next episode. Yeah, and I mean the show, even the theme song kind of focusing on the mill and there's a lot of aspects in the show just always focusing on the mill. So I'm assuming this will play a very integral part later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know Truman. After this, he goes uh, back to the. I think I think they're at the police station, and uh, it's the beginning of a very fun plot throughout uh, this episode and the next. Where you know the boys are just pretending to be oral surgeons. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so they they don the ridiculous costumes and um, uh, Cooper in his tuxedo and. Ed with his big head and the, right. the wig and mustache. But while they're getting dressed and while Cooper is getting, you know, his wire on mm-hmm. him, they hear a gunshot and uh, a really, really scary scene, I think. They mm-hmm. they head to the, um, you know, they head to the room where uh, Waldo, the minor bird, was being kept uh, and he's dead. And I think one of the, one of the most gruesome and, like, it, it's just, it's so scary, the, the shot of the donuts with the blood and the hair on them. I guess they're like feathers, yes. but... The, the intricately laid out donuts oh with that, the blood just over top of them. Oh. That's If that isn't, like, the essence of Twin Peaks, then that's... <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's like the charm of, like, oh, it's the police station, and it's the nice villagers, and it's the donuts, and they're all evenly laid out and everything, and then there's blood on them. And like bird feathers. And yeah. bird feathered, yeah. Yeah, I mean, birds have a have a pretty big role as we've as we've learned. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a really cool shot. But then they actually get to listen to this tape, and Waldo was talking before, um, you know, before he got shot, and the, the, he says a lot of stuff. But the main thing at the end is Leo, no. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, did Leo kill her? Yeah. Right. And I mean, so the the photo that we saw had the the bird on Laura's shoulder, and and. Didn't like from the autopsy, they wasn't there bird marks on her shoulder or mm-hmm. something, right? Yeah, so, like bite marks. Yep, so she says, like, that hurts at one point or whatever, so maybe that's the bird biting her. But and, then, there, and there's a photograph of the yes, bird. Yeah. yeah, but then she also says, like, the bird says Laura, mm-hmm. the name, right? So, I mean, it could be mimicking multiple people, right? It's not just mimicking it could be, Laura. right? I mean, it could maybe be mimicking Ronette, I don't know, yeah, right? So, one of those could be Jacques, one of those could be you know, Ronette, we never, mm-hmm. um. So we may we may find that out at some point. We may not, but um, you know, forensics places Leo there, and the the only witness they have, which is this uh, now dead bird, uh, places Leo there. So it's a it, it's not looking good for him. Mm-hmm. But um, so after that, uh, they go to One Eyed Jack. So this is where this whole thing kind of starts. Um, and it's interesting because Audrey is here, and the Bookhouse Boys are there, but I don't think they know that. I mean, they they never cross paths, you know. They don't know each other. Yeah, well, Audrey's just doing the interview with right. What's her face? But mm-hmm, we Blackie. do Blackie, which we see in the scene. A great little exchange, like Ed being all like flirtatious and sly, and I, I kind of yeah. I love how they like he kind of messes up and he says, "I own a gas station." And he says, "I'm an oral surgeon." And then they continue along this line. That's of right. Yeah. Cars with dental problems. <laughs> then he just delivers a zinger about. He wishes her gums had problems because he wants to see under that hood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ed is just playing it up so good. Is, yeah, they're 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 doing good work out yes. there. Um, and I, I love the line they have. Cooper says, "Let's gamble." And it's 
first of all, it's kind of similar to what the little man said in the in the red room, which is let's rock. Um, but it, it, it's interesting because obviously they're going to gamble because they're at a casino. But you know, they're kind of gambling with other things too. Like you know, what if someone recognizes them and they don't even know if Jacques is going to be there and they don't know what they might find out uh, if he is. So I think that's. I think that's an interesting line, and it kind of puts things in a more uh, uncertain place going into the finale. Yeah, and I mean, Cooper, I'm sure it's a you know, smallish town, so a lot of people know about this FBI agent coming mm-hmm. in. I'm surprised that no one did recognize him. Well, he puts on glasses. Oh, that's true. It's, it's a Clark Kent kind of deal. Yeah, that's you, true. You can't recognize someone if they're wearing glasses. If they've got the glasses. I'm wearing my glasses right now, and Matt yeah. did not recognize me. I, it took me five minutes mm-hmm. before I let him into my house. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um... So, uh, you know, now Maddie is uh, sneaking out of the house and she has this blonde wig on because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they look exactly the same because it's the same actress. <laughs> but um, I don't know if we... We talked about um, the movie Vertigo. Yeah. How it might be... There might be kind of some connections to this. There's a lot of parallels. Yeah. Right. Uh, like Maddie's last name is uh, Ferguson. Yep. I think that's that's one of the characters. And maybe the the name Madeline shows up in that, in that movie too. It does, yeah. Uh, but here where she's, you know, putting on a wig to become someone else, to, to change her hair color, mm-hmm. uh, to make, you know, to make someone think that, that she's, um, you know, the, the person who's now gone... Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's exactly like that scene in Vertigo when once once she changes her appearance and then he sees her with with the green light against her and he, mm-hmm. he, he sees her as the, mm-hmm. the woman that he loved before and yeah James yeah. and Madeline have this moment where it's you know, kind of like slow mo and he just stares at her and Don is standing there awkwardly like what the hell is going on yeah. here <laughs> yeah right um, but then he snaps out of it and he goes he gives her like a little pat on the shoulder and yeah, he's like, right. Let, let's go yeah that's oh James <laughs> but um yeah quick quick plug for a cinema talk podcast go. Listen to that Vertigo episode. Mm. It's a good one. Fantastic uh, quick, episode. Yeah. Good good episode of CTP. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they're they're doing this whole thing over there, and they're trying to get uh, Jacoby out of the house. And I, I think the way that they get him out is um, pretty interesting. But he's watching uh, he's watching Invitation to Love. I don't really know if this... Oh, you know what? I, 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 I see the connection, but um, there's a character that's, like, trying to seduce... Um, this character Jade, um, and he's saying, you know, for old times' sake, just like one more drink for old times' sake, and they're trying to lure Jacoby out of the house with a Laura look-alike. So, mm-hmm. you know, that may be kind of a similar thing. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, a lot of parallels there. But um, so they tell Jacoby to go to Sparkwood in Twenty One. Um, but you know, let's talk about this the the mill plot a little more because we're still in the Great Northern and. The Icelanders are still there. Oh, yeah. And Jerry is singing these drinking songs, and he's still madly in love with Hebba. Hebba. <laughs> um, and, you know, Ben Ben has kind of had enough of the nonsense, I think. Yes, Ben is just trying to yeah, just go along with it and amuse them, and he just wants them to sign sign mm-hmm. the contract. But I, I, I think he tells Jerry to take them to One-Eyed Jack's. Yeah, well, he says, get in the van or you whatever. Get in the van. And he's like, all right, road trip. Road trip, right. So, I, I, that's why I... So, they might, be, they might be going there. Yes. Um, which would make that... That's just another yeah. another party that's going to be there. That'd be interesting, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, you know, Ben is... Ben is still, you know, double-crossing and triple-crossing, and he'd, he's got something going on with Josie, mm-hmm. which we kind of learned about in the last episode. Um but and Josie is it kind of seems like she's being like blackmailed by Hank 
Yeah, because he calls her and he's he. What is he, what do they say on the phone? They're they're like talking about the mill. No, he says that Catherine's got to be at the mill. Catherine, right? And there's the whole thing with Catherine's life insurance. Yep. So I'm assuming they want to kill her in this process. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and Hank's there. Uh, and Hank's got the the leather jacket and he looks all intimidating. And I yeah, I don't. You know, I, I Hank think... Hank still got the Domino thing that he's sucking on that I don't mm-hmm. know about. Like <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, okay, Hank. Hank's got kind of a weird deal. He's he seems like he's way, he seems like he's trying too hard to be like a bad guy. You know what I mean? Like yes. he's he's there. He's sitting turned around in his chair, mm-hmm. and um, he's got this leather jacket with the collar up, and mm-hmm. he's it, it, he he's he looks too ominous uh, for this. Like, and it's just like over the top uh, yes. villainy here. And then as soon as the phone calls over. He, he takes stands up, takes it off, and he's wearing, like, you know, regular clothes. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, very, very odd. But, um, yeah, so he's also involved with this, and so everyone's in, and they're wrapped in really yep. deep with this with this whole plot. Um, but I want to talk about the scene. We mentioned it a little before, but the interview with Blackie and Audrey. Oh, yeah. How... Uh, what a great scene. Audrey is clearly lying. She yes. lies about the name. Well, as soon as soon as, if you've read Scarlet Letter, as soon as she says Hester Prynne, it's like, like oh, oh okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, because I was like, is she gonna catch on to this? I was like, is this gonna work? But it's such an interesting scene because she kind of like finally meets her match uh-huh. because this is someone who sees right through her. But but in the end, then she still gets she the job. Care, right? Yeah, she's still she's still like super seductive <laughs> and still ties the thing, the cherry so, string with exactly, her tongue and yeah. gets in. So there's there's a pros and cons list here. The cons: she lied about her name. She uh, lied about, you know, where she's from. She she tried to, like, get into this place. Like, I, I don't even know, like... I doubt Blackie even, like, knows her real age. So, like, that might be a problem because she lied about the other stuff. Um, but on the pro side of that list, she can tie a cherry stem. So, <laughs> that's let her big, in. That's a big pro right there. Yeah, <laughs> let her in. Yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah... <laughs> That works for her. <laughs> I guess so. Um, but uh, yeah. also, that, but to be fair, that is a very tough thing to do. I've tried to do that many times. It, yeah. Have you ever tried to it's do tough. it? It's tough. I've tried. Yeah. God, it's so hard. It's not. I mean, you know, when I was younger, I used to like just take it and like tie it, and then I I put, put it in my mouth and pop it out and make everyone <laughs> think that I had done it. I don't know if they actually <laughs> were fooled by that because I was like six, or if, if they were just going along with it. Yeah. Um, Maybe I just have lame tongue dexterity, but it's, <laughs> you never know. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's uh, tough. I mean, I I play I play brass instruments, and I I can't do any better. So that's true. I don't know. <laughs> um, so this this ending sequence, um, you know, we have Jacoby again. Um, by the way, we're basically at the end of this episode, and this this has been wow. a pretty short. Well, we flew right. We, flew we really did. One. Well, like we said, this is, has been a, it's a setup set episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, there's not that much to talk yeah. about. Oh, and they, they see Jacques Renault at the casino. Jacques Renault. Yep. Right. He's yes. The, I forgot the dealer that. of the cards or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. So yeah, he's he's dealing the cards, so and everyone is there. <laughs> that leads to in this next episode one of the one of the best scenes uh, I think in this first season. Oh, nice. It's it's so. So good. Uh, it's between uh, Jacques and Cooper. I don't, I don't oh, give away too much, but yeah, yeah. we're gonna. So how we're doing this? How we're recording this? We're uh, doing this episode right now, and we've both watched the episode uh, in preparation for today, mm-hmm. and then we're just gonna watch the next episode, for the season one finale, together, and then we'll record it right afterwards, so we can get those raw reactions yes. and um, you know immediate 
Yeah, yeah, like immediate reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but anyway, I mean, we'll just we'll just wrap this up with this last little plot. But they draw Jacoby out of the house with uh, the video of of Maddie and Laura holding today's paper. Yes. Um, and um, and then we see so Donna and James once Jacoby leaves go inside to his apartment or mm-hmm. his office or whatever, and then Bobby puts the is it you said drugs was it or is it. I okay. I thought it was explosives. That's what I thought too. Like the the my first time watching it, I thought it, I I was thinking it was like gunpowder. Yeah, or something. like he'll just like blow him up, or right? Whatever. But because um, he says I'll take care of James. Exactly. Yeah, reason. but he's just I guess putting drugs in there in order maybe, to frame him. Frame him. Maybe they're drugs that are gonna blow up, or maybe <laughs> he's just trying to you know get James put in jail for a little bit for like a minor offense. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we have this great scene. So. Once Donna and James leave, uh, Madeline is left by herself mm-hmm. in the Laura getup. But then we see Bobby's watching Laura. Right. And then, and then it goes back and oh, someone's watching Bob. Watching watch Bobby, Laura. Right. Prediction: It's Mr. Palmer. Mr. Palmer is what's his what's his name? Leland. Leland. That's it. Leland. Okay. Okay. So it makes it makes more sense. We saw we saw when Maddie left the house in the wig. Exactly. He gives. He was that, sitting there and he, he gives was... that eerie stare. Okay. But the, the logical thing is to say that it's Leo. But like, I, like I, that's kind of boring. So I'm going to say it's Leland Palmer because when she leaves the house, he is sitting there on that couch and he casts that Being super protective, that super creepy stare at her or whatever. And I've been suspicious of Leland this entire season, so I. I don't know. It's probably not him. It's probably Leo. But so, so you think he's like being protective of Maddie? Like he lost Laura, and now he's like, I, I think he's just being curious because mm-hmm. I'm just suspicious of him. So I think he's, I think he's up to no good. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Something about that guy. Him and his dancing to Glenn Miller. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I don't know if we find out who that is. Um, but we we may we may not. Okay. But I mean, yeah, like like I said, it's the drugs that Bobby puts in the bike. I didn't know that it was drugs, but um, in the plot summary, that's what it said. Okay, so that that may be correct, that may be not. Um, but yeah, so I mean, with that, that's the end of the episode. It's kind of a weird place to cut off, but it's a good setup for the next one. Yep, a shorter back in style episode, but. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, as Logan said, we'll be watching the next episode right away, and we will hop on and review it with the raw reactions. Oh, yeah. may not be as composed as some of our other episodes, but it will be raw, (laughs) and it will be genuine. It will definitely (laughs) be. Um, And, you know, like, ratings of episodes aren't everything, but I I do like to, like, kind of check up on these sometimes, but this this was one of the lower-rated episodes. I think it was, like, an 8.3 on IMDb. Um, This next one, I'm pretty sure I saw earlier, is a 9.1. Ooh! Um... Yeah, so it's it's a good one, and um, we were talking about this a little before. Um, how Matt was saying that he's heard like the second season kind of drops off in quality. Um, I think that's true for most of it. I, the The beginning starts very strong, um, and then it kind of goes into a little bit of a, a little bit of a lull. I think episodes seven through nine of season two are just such good episodes. It's great television. I think the best three episodes maybe to ever air on TV, I was saying. Ooh. Or maybe the best like stretch of three episodes. But it's it's so so good. Um and then after that there's a little there's definitely a drop. Um it goes into they the ratings they go into the sevens a little bit. Okay. The seven point, okay. You know. Um but you know, get right back back up there um for, you know, the end end of season two. We're back to the nines. Um 
there's there, there's great stuff coming up. I'm um, excited. I'm so excited. So yeah, but you know, first things first, we'll uh, we'll watch that watch that season one finale, and I guess hop back on this mic. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, do we have anything twisted mug really? Um, I mean, keep an eye out for more possible CTP episodes coming down the pipe. Maybe we're gonna try to crank one out. It's just been difficult to get everyone together. Yeah. But um, we I, I talked about how. I was traveling, and then Matt was traveling, and then you know, we, we college. Just, yeah, exactly, college stuff. Yeah. But, um, but we can certainly guarantee a couple more back in style episodes. Yeah. And with with four people on Cinema Talk, it's even harder to get everyone's schedules to match up because yes. someone's always doing something. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're excited to keep this going, and I, I guess that's all for now. That's all. All right. So thank so you for listening. That's our episode for this for this week. Uh, after the last. Yikes, five months? <laughs> I believe so. All right, after the last five months, I, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yes. If you're a first-time listener, if, you, if you've been with us uh, since the beginning. So, Deb see Deb. you next time. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you, Deb. <laughs> All right, take care. See you. See you next time.